Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, what are the rules to making babies? And this one's going to get heavy. I'm going to try to keep it light. But this is on the back of, one, the reversal of Roe v. Wade. But two, just looking at our society, especially in the United States, and what it actually takes to make a baby and grow a baby into an adult and all the way through, right? Uh, this is one thing that really uh, I've thought a lot about and I don't have the answers. I just had come up with the answers for me because I saw our system, especially in the United States, setting us up to fail just all the time. So for me personally, I said, okay, I do I want kids? And the answer was no, not really. That That's not necessarily a priority in my life. And I saw all of the ways in which it could go wrong. And especially in this country, there's, there's kind of an expectation, but there's no forgiveness either. And at the same time, we've taken away all of the standards because freedom, but at the same time, we severely judge one another. And so we kind of have this, the, my, my parents always joked that there was no rule book for raising kids. And in this culture, in this society, because we've kind of taken away all of the, the standards in the communities, the church and, and dictates, societal dictates, there are no rules. There's no rule book. You, I think other societies have more rigid standards and kind of, you kind of pick up through families what the how to do it and what the expectations are and then what the support is for those decisions and the in the United States we kind of don't have those but there we have social pressures and we have judgment from afar and then we have we have the government that can step in when things get really bad but then there's always this fight of well it's my kid and it's my right and uh, I've had a history of dealing with uh, people in poverty and people in bad situations and seeing this and just thinking, whoa, this is messed up. And, and how do we, how, why would anyone want to navigate that? And why would anybody support the system that we have? So I kind of want to go through that from, from, meeting people to decide who we're going to meet to have babies with to actually growing the kids up all the way and what that expectation is. So, you know, one, we, we, we got rid of all of the rules that said, well, only smart people can have kids and only, only productive people can have kids and people with good genes can have kids. You know, we don't have rules for, from on high saying you can't have kids. We have social pressures, but we we get to choose. You know, I always 
criticize breeding, you know, breeding dogs. And well, why don't we breed people, you know, put the best people with the best people? Well, that's eugenics and that's planned. I want to say planned parenthood, but it's not really, that's another <laughs> euphemism, but that's a planned way of, of growing babies. And, and that's not right. And if you love someone, you should be able to have a baby with them and no one should be able to tell you that you're not smart enough or you're not, your genes aren't good enough. Or, you know, we used to have, I think, blood tests for, for marriage. We don't have blood tests anymore just to make sure that we were growing healthy babies, right? We can't growing healthy babies. Isn't, isn't popular way of looking at, at, at parenthood now, but at the same time, parenthood happens on accident a lot because, so let's say people have decided they're, they're going to get together, but it's kind of this, Hey, I like you. Hey, do you want to kind of have sex? Oh, uh-oh, we're pregnant. Oh, I guess we're parents now. We're going to have to figure this out. Or back to the Roe v. Wade, you know, there was this idea of, okay, we, we can stop this decision now. But now that may, depending on your state, you're kind of, you're, you're in, in it to win it, right? You're going to have this kid. And then once you have this kid, you can maybe adopt it out or, whatever, whatever may be, but so you have these decisions once you're growing the baby, but that's if that's a healthy baby, right? That again, it's this idea that, especially in the United States, I mean, if everything works well, great, but if you don't have a, uh, a healthy um, pregnancy, it gets really expensive really fast. Uh, I had a friend that was fighting to get insurance because his wife had a difficult pregnancy and they were going to start hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt as at the beginning of the family. Right. And he was thinking, oh, my gosh, how do I figure this out? So, again, there's just no forgiveness because we have capitalism and you're supposed to basically you should have enough money to make the decisions that you do. And if you don't have enough money because the United States has this mentality of get you get what you can for yourself, if you are asking for help, someone thinks that you may be trying to run a scam. So there's always whenever you ask for help, if you don't have the money yourself, you are putting yourself in the uh, judgment of others about your motivations for why you need help. And that's just, again, a really contentious, but that's not support. That's not a supportive, we're going to raise the ba baby for a better community situation. That's a, what did you do? Why don't you have enough money to raise this kid? You know, and that, again, just setting it up to fail. And my landlady is older. She's in her 80s and she had this viewpoint. It's an older viewpoint and it's a very practical viewpoint. But in this day and age, it would be seen as abhorrent. You know, uh, what if the baby is, is, has, has a, uh, a growth defect or has a, is developmentally dis disabled? What do you do? And she's of this world. You 
it's not good for society. It's not good for family because it's a burden on everyone else if the child can't grow up to be self-sustainable, uh, which in this modern world, that's a bad thing, right? But there are a lot of problems. If you can't take care of yourself, that's to take care of you is more than three full-time jobs. And who, where does the money come from to take care of these people? So we're still growing the baby, you know, and I, a friend, there, there's this drive that some people have that we need to have our own kids. Uh, and I have a friend that went through something like six to eight miscarriages trying, trying to have a child. And I just thought, why are you doing that to yourself? That's so, I mean, that's emotionally draining. Okay, I'm growing a baby. Oh, I'm losing a baby. I'm growing a baby. I'm losing a baby over and over. And by the time that she did have one that went full term and pretty healthy kid, I mean, it was like the precious, the precious child that we have to do everything in the world to protect because she fought so hard and went through so many miscarriages and so much sadness. I mean, why would you do that to yourself? But again, this, this is your choice. <laughs> what, what are, we don't have rules. What are, what are the rules? Why, how many miscarriages would, should you go through before you go, okay, I'm done. I'm done putting myself through this. Um, but that's, that's a question. Um, I have, I had a friend that he was 21 and they got pregnant, but she hid it because she was only 19 and she was Catholic and she wasn't supposed to have a kid this young and she was freaking out and she was young. She's making bad decisions and she hid it and hid it. And the, the, my friend, the guy didn't really pay attention and she ended up giving birth in a trailer on vacation and kind of surprising everybody. I mean, cut the cord with a pair of scissors, had the kid in the shower and the trailer, uh, came out with a baby and the hospital, they got her to the hospital and they were asking, okay, who is, I don't know that you're a responsible parent because you did none of this prenatal care. You know, she was freaked out. And I think well, there's, there's, I guess that she was just hoping it was going to go away. I was hoping she would miscarry and she never did. She carried full term. But then everyone, the world around her says, oh, now you're in danger. I don't know if you're a good parent. And they were young. And, and if it weren't for the parents of the my friends, they wouldn't have been able to keep the baby. And so mainly the grandparents then raised this kid. And, and this kid is great. I mean, he's healthy and smart and awesome. We lucked out, you know, cause he went through hell and pregnancy getting no treatment at all. Uh, luck of the draw, right? So fortunately you have a, you have a healthy kid, but, uh, again, if the grandparents weren't there, what are you going to do? I, I, I really decided that I wasn't going to have kids when I worked at a children's receiving home one summer and, this kid Hank, he was a, he was probably five or six years old. He had been seen some abuse, man. I mean, people have kids that aren't prepared to have kids, and then they, they put these kids through hell, and these kids come out really messed up. And I just think, 
what are we doing? This is freedom. Are these the rules? And we, we, we judge them and we say, you shouldn't do this, but we give no support to these people that are making bad decisions. And Hank had been abused. And he, what happened is he kept, he had been abused sexually. So he kept at five or six sexually abusing the other kids. And they kept putting him with older kids, hoping that he wouldn't try it. But the kid was so messed up he was trying to abuse 13 and 14 year old boys and they were ready to kill him. And I just thought, I, and I love this kid, but he would, he was completely, uh, he had two sides to him, just almost sociopathic. I mean, and, and a little kid broke my heart. Uh, and I just decided no way, no way am I going to add into the craziness that's out there. And then I've done a lot of work trying to, solve this homelessness conundrum that we have in the United States. And again, I've come to the, the, the conclusion that it's because we have a lot of messed up families in this country that just have kids and have bad habits and they grow out of poverty. Now, again, do I say only rich people can have kids who can afford it? You know, and, and even if you're rich, it doesn't mean that you're going to do well by the kid, even if the kid is healthy. Um, I was listening to a, a, he was a television host in the 50s and 60s. So he was parents of the boomers. And he was saying that, you know, he was rich, but he was always on the road. Or he was doing stuff. So his kids never saw him and there was no rules to growing up on a family. So he raised messed up kids. So even if you have wealth, if you don't do it right, they can turn out messed up. And even if you try to do it right, you know, what if, what if the kid's a jerk? What if the kid is broken? Um, and I use the term broken. Other people don't like that term. I get it. But something just isn't right. No matter what you do, the kid may be healthy. But I was listening to a kid, uh, listening or watching a documentary. I may have brought it up in the past uh, of this kid that just kept wanting to kill himself from age six or seven. And the parents did everything to try and support him so he would not end his own life. And f they, they got him all the way through college. And then he was at his college dorm and he just decided, ah, I'm done. And he jumped out a window and he was successful. So that's what I say when, when they're broken. Or you have people like Ted Kaczynski's family, the Unabomber, right? This brilliant guy grew up in this pretty stable family. The brother talks about Ted Kaczynski actually was the one that turned him in and, and how Ted was just weird and then, but brilliant. And then obviously ended up killing people or Jeffrey Dahmer, his family. What did we do? How did we raise this son that ended up to be a monster, you know, and, and they can't, the, the public can't trace what went wrong because he was in a supportive family. He was smart. He was able-bodied. He wasn't, he, he wasn't developmentally disabled, but he was broken, right? He was a, some kind of a human being that wanted to end other human beings' lives, and we can't figure out why. We just have all these, these judgments and, and these social pressures to try and make kids grow up, but we solve it a lot with just with capitalism and with telling people you 
you better just figure it out. You know, one of the things with child seats, you know, we have danger. And there's this, this strange line between how much danger do you give to your child so they learn how to deal with dangerous things once they become an adult or be, become older. I always, I have a, a stepson and a stepdaughter from a marriage and um, they, so I, I, I inherited these children when they were five and nine and, and the parents are great. They were really protective. But at one point in frustration, I said, man, this kid's got to go hang out with the kids by the dumpster because he has no idea how to defend himself or work in, in work through difficult situations. He, he, he plays video games in his room. We got to get this kid some danger to figure out if he can navigate it through, through his own life. And I grew up in the seventies and eighties. And so that, that was still a technique of parents just sending their kids out to danger to figure it out. And then hopefully they come back and you talk it through. And so many times I got coached about how to fight, how to navigate away from fights, who to, how to, how to stand up for myself. You know, I had my bike stolen. So I was put into danger. Well, how much danger do we give our, our kids? And if that is, how much is acceptable? Because what if the kid dies? What if the kid gets hurt? What if the kid gets stolen? What if the kid what gets hit by a car? Then is that the parents' fault for not helicoptering them? What is what is acceptable risk? And uh, I don't think we we definitely know what that is. We we back end it. We will we will Monday morning quarterback. I think that is the term. We will say that parent parent shouldn't have done this. But no one's there to help the parent. That's not the American way. The American way is, hey, you're on your own. Figure it out. You better not mess up, which is really rough. Uh, the whole idea of you know seat belts and cars. And well, I have a history on a motorcycle. I get hit by cars. So I see how dangerous cars are. And we have car seats. And I grew up in a time when car seats weren't necessarily a thing. And you know, I was in the back of pickups and with my uncles and rolling around and doing arguably dangerous stuff. But now I found out, you know, they had car seats that if, if they're a year out of date or you can't buy car seats used, it's not safety, safety, safety. And my question is, because I know the danger of cars, why are you endangering your kid by putting them in a car? But cars are an accepted risk because we are a car culture. So of course you're going to put your kid in a car. Everyone has a car. You're going to drive, you got to drive your kid around. You got to put your kid in my mind in danger of getting hit by other distracted drivers, but we put a shell around them and we worry about the protection of once you get hit instead of not getting hit. Um, so these are these, these societal and personal risk that you get to, to try and balance and navigate as a parent and you're growing your child up. And then let's say your kid is successful and you did a good job and you're, you're out there and you know, what is your legacy as a parent? Do, do you have bad habits that you gave to your kid? Now they're going to carry on. You know, we talk about a legacy of abuse, you know, of, of mistreating women of misogyny, uh, one big thing for me is my parents never were able to to tell me 
about business and I never really learned business. So I'm making bad financial decisions because they just depended on the structure out of World War II to to support them having jobs and jobs for life as teachers and 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 retirement and you know all that stuff is kind of gone now in in a lot of ways so i never learned any of that stuff and is my legacy poverty because i just learned how to be a worker um and then i'm trying to offset that so what is what are what are the bad habits that you are passing down to your children what is the legacy you know i look at elon musk and i think he has 10 kids from i don't know how many different parents and granted he has money so in this country if you have money it makes it okay but i also don't know that those kids are going to be all right because their dad's never around and they have siblings from different mothers <laughs> which messes with kids. I mean, what's that, what's that legacy? I doing, doing work with the homeless. I, I keep up with a guy from my documentary that I made in 2010. At the time he had three kids. Now he's got something like 10 kids from, I don't know how many different mothers. What, what does that do? What do we, do we support those decisions? Well, just having babies are precious and not necessarily worrying about taking care of them. This is an argument that the pro-choice make is, hey, I'm the one that has to live with this kid. I get to make this choice. And that's the last thing I'll say is about the abortion thing. My, this, is, this is my viewpoint early on. It's a ball in a court kind of situation. I have the sperm. I have the ball. But once I put my sperm into someone else's womb in their court, balls in their court, the decision is in their court. And a lot of men hate that idea because they want to know my kid, you know, it's my kid too. Ah, yeah, but your kid, your part of the kid went to someone else's court and it's their decision. That's the way I look at it, but not, it's not the way a lot of people look at it. But I think that cleans a lot of argument up where it's like, look, sovereign nation, human body, <laughs> you and you get to control your sperm and if you don't want kids don't put it in my womb <laughs> because once you put it in my womb my choice now um which again is contentious in its own way anyway what are your rules to having to making babies do you have rules have you thought through this or is it just all kind of oh i guess we're gonna have a kid now i guess i better figure this out i guess i better figure out how to pay for it i guess i better how do i how do i raise this child am i reading books what are your rules i hope this was interesting thanks <laughs> <laughs>